Hello fellow listeners, welcome to Food for Thought, where we inspire you to think and feed you knowledge that can be applied to your everyday life. I'm your host, Juan Cruz, and before we get started on this podcast, uh, I just wanted to mention Ford. Um, they've, they are phenomenal, great company, especially in the last few years. A lot of people uh, have mentioned and they tell me, well, why, why do Ford? You know, everybody's always stuck on these European cars. They always say Mercedes, Volkswagen, um, Honda, Toyota. Uh, I mean, everything across these. But usually American is like the last thing that people will put as their number one car. And honestly, a lot of the American cars have come out better and better and better every year. And honestly, they're iconic cars. Uh, I've always loved the the Ford cars one of my favorite cars and I think I've said in the other podcasts which is uh, the pickup truck that I have right now which is a Ford Ranger and I own a Ford Transit now a 350 XLT great car I love it it's all black black uh, tints um, it's it's hooked up I love it uh, it's American cars have have really stepped up the game. Um, they've come, they become great on gas. Uh, they're great power cars. Um, if you want to get something big, I mean, really, American's the way to go. And Ford is phenomenal. They really take care of all of their customers. Um, a lot of the engines are are some of the most powerful uh, engines as far as work when it comes to work. Uh, and it's amazing now, especially now they're coming out with these new six cylinder engines and they just add the turbo and you would, you, you would think that they would lose a lot of the power, but they don't. They're actually taking a lot of the eight cylinder engines away and they're keeping a lot of the six cylinders with the, with still the same power. So you can still carry a lot of these heavy loads. It's amazing. They're really great cars. Um, they're, they're very innovative. So check out Ford. Uh, I'm, I'm speaking to you about this because I myself own two Ford cars. Uh, I don't any, I don't own anything else, and it's it's been amazing. Honestly, um, Whaling City Ford in New London did a great job. They took good care of me. If you're outside of state and you're having problems finding cars, Whaling City Ford did an amazing job to find the car exactly that I needed. The Ford Transit, the one that I wanted. Um, I mean, they're hard to find. I went to go look for one myself, and I could not find one. And, I mean, I literally walked in there, told them, listen, I need a car. And within a few hours, uh, I I left there. By the end of the night, they had sent me a text, found the car that you were looking for. So they did an amazing job, gave me a great deal. Everything worked out great. So check out Whaling City Ford. Uh, Tell them Juan from from the podcast Food for Thought sent you. So they'll take good, extra good care of you. Bruno um, was a sales rep that I that I had um, dealt with when I was there, and um, Aaron. Uh, so check these guys out. Um, they did an amazing job, like I said. So uh, you're looking for a car, Willing City Ford in New London. Now, entering into the podcast, I've been delaying on making a podcast. Uh, we just had. Our sixth baby happened during COVID-19. It was an amazing experience. Honestly, had a little bit of a freak out situation, but I don't want to say anything in a bad way. So maybe if I can explain the story without saying the hospital and get myself into any legal situations. Um, But it it was good. Nothing bad on doctors, nothing bad on the nurses. Um, It it was just a little, you know, sometimes you walk around with a mask and it was rainy that day. I had a hoodie and, uh, you know, the security guards got a little bit confused and they thought that, you know, because I was carrying in the car seat in a bag because I didn't want the car seat to get wet because it was raining. Security looks at me from the distance and tells me, what do you have? You know, they kind of made me step back, take a look at everything. You know, they thought I was, you know, because I had a mask, a hoodie, black hoodie, and it was probably 11 o'clock at night, 10 o'clock at night, somewhere around there. And uh, they must have thought I was was very suspicious. So funny situation, but hopefully I get, I want to look into that. I don't want to speak badly or enter into a lawsuit of defamation of character. But 
uh, had the baby everything turned out good so now me and my wife were on our sixth child uh but I wanted to get into this topic, this topic, and I think I've delayed on it a little bit, especially because of the society that we live in now. Um, and it scares me a little bit to talk about this because you can't say anything right now in our day and age without you being ridiculed, without you being, uh, you know, uh, being publicly uh, doxed, uh, without being. Uh, punished uh your business going down without uh them talking badly about uh, about the person and then looking for the wife the children i mean we're living in a day and age where this has just gotten so crazy uh i always tell everybody and, and and i believe this firmly it's important that we speak our mind it's essential that we speak our mind because if you don't speak your mind we're, we 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 allow a child to placate himself. Now, what I mean what I mean by this is, let me give you an example. If you have an, a, a child who grows up and his mother and his father are Nazis, right? So they believe in white supremacy. Now, if this child is told all his life from the day he's born that uh, Hispanics and blacks are uh, Chinese, uh, whatever other culture there may be, is a... Um, what's the word I'm looking for? Uh, a horrible uh, race, and, and they they speak badly about them and how they're destroying the country or destroying the world, and um, you know, uh, I don't know whatever bad words that they want to say or, or ill, however ill they want to speak of them. Now, what happens is this child begins to grow up thinking that this is that they're wrong, that these are bad people that are destroying our world. And unless somebody can come along and show him a different world and show him what it's like to live or 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 speak with Mexicans or or speak with a, uh, an African American family, uh, unless somebody can be his friend, he will begin to think that. Until one day, one of those friends or people from school that can love him and say, because he speaks his mind, you know, this child speaks his mind. Eventually, th this friend will say, no, it's not like that. Let me take you to my house. Let me show you my friends, my families. And I, I've been in scenarios where this has happened. And, and, and you show them a whole different world in which they begin to see that life isn't what mom and dad had told them. That all black people are not what they say. That all Hispanic people are not what they said. And the the dangerous part that if, if we don't allow the world to speak their mind. And even in Christianity, it's important. God never takes away the free will of mankind. And this is important. And, and hopefully someday we'll get into this topic a lot more a lot deeper maybe with a theologian with a priest that i can get on here but god never takes away the free will of mankind you can do as you please you can choose to sin or to do good because that's free will because if you're if you're forced to only do good then that's not free will so uh but anyways uh we see in christianity that this is this freedom is allowed also in christianity to do as you please you know you don't condone it but the freedom is given there to do as you please. So we see if this child is, is, is allowed to speak his mind, somebody can show him a whole different world. But if he doesn't, this is what I don't like. And this is the danger of the world that we're living in right now. That if this child does not speak his mind and, 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 and doesn't get the moment to enter into a dialogue, a conversation with someone else that can speak to him, uh, clear-minded then what happens is now this kid keeps his secret in his heart and in it in this secret becomes like water a stagnant water and if water doesn't move and it never fluctuates and it, it, it never in, it gets uh, changed out what begins to happen is this water begins to build bacteria same thing with poison it begins to poison the heart this thought this concept now uh, this thought and this concept one day he'll 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 show a glimpse of it to someone and somebody will catch on that he 
is a white supremacist. And then, and the reason why he'll catch on to it is because he's, he's a white supremacist himself. So now these two kids begin to become friends and they're complete white supremacists. Now, these two white supremacists begin to poison each other and they begin to um, feed into their thoughts. So they're putting more fuel to this fire of this, this ill-minded mentality that they have. And this is how you create danger in this world. And, and, and it's important, especially now in this day and age, that we can all speak openly. No matter how bad this thought is, we have to learn to set our feelings aside and to listen. As bad as it may be, you have to listen to this, this, this person's thought. Just like a child. A child, you don't tell him, shut up, don't talk about that, or, or stay quiet. No, what you do is the father allows the child to speak his mind and then he corrects his thought. If it's going towards an evil way or towards a good way. But right now we're living in a world where you can't say a single word without being just murdered. And uh, I think it's very dangerous. Very, very dangerous in the world that we're living in right now. So because of that a little bit, this is why I was I was a little bit uh, hesitant to get into this topic. Because um, I'm scared a little bit. But... Anyways, this is the topic. The topic is chaos and order, the difference between man and woman. Now, hopefully, uh, within this next uh, hour or so, hopefully, I'll, let's see how it goes. I'll try to keep it within an hour. Um, I, can, I can allow you to see the beauty of man and woman and, and how each one is made so perfectly almost like a puzzle meant to be together uh th this is this is something that's been left in in my um i've been thinking about for a while now now men and women are two completely different beings you, there's there's no uh ands ifs or buts about that you know um they they their body parts are uh, especially on the reproductive side are different you know and almost like a left and a right brain you know you have the left side of the brain is mo the more creative side the creative side of the brain you know is is the more is the one that controls the artistic side of of yourself it's a little bit more free landscape and they've done studies where they show that they've connected uh these wires to people and and when a person is being artistic and and they're drawing something or they're creating music the left side of the brain is so much in control of all this now when you're making decisions when you're discerning when you're you're trying to solve problems when you're um you're you're you you look at this in the way of uh i don't know from the cognitive standpoint you know cognition is is what allows you to uh you know, kind of have a little bit of that knowledge to be able to discern through problems that you're going through. So uh, the right side of the brain is the one that's working harder. So the creative side is more left and then the more discernful decision-making side is more of your right side of the brain. Now, you see with these two, it kind of works the same way. Uh, you look at it from a, a, a left a left standpoint which would be more democratic and then you look at it from the right standpoint which which standpoint which is a little bit more republican and you can kind of put it that way because the left is a little more liberal and and the liberal mind is a little bit more creative they're uh you look at them and they have all these free-minded mentalities you know and then you look at the right and the right is very capitalistic very orderly uh, the left is a little bit more chaos and, and we'll speak on how chaos is not always a bad thing. Okay. I know, I know you see it as a bad thing, but it's, it's really not. Uh, and then order, you know, you, maybe some of you are listening to this podcast and you're thinking order is a bad thing, Juan. That's very bad. Like we need to get rid of order, fascism, all this stuff, right? Which fascism I, I don't agree with you know imposing somebody to think and act a certain way so anyways so you have 
the, the, the Republican side, which is a little bit more capitalistic mentality. They're more orderly, right? Um, and you kind of need both. You, you need both sides of this in politics. Because if you don't have both of these sides in politics, what happens if, if, if everything becomes in the House, let's say in the White House, everything becomes complete uh, Republican, it enters into complete capitalism, complete order. Not saying that all Republicans think this way, but then you have complete order. And with so much order and so much construct, what happens is eventually you get into almost like this dictatorship. And, and and they want to put order to everything and control every little aspect. And order isn't bad. Order is essential. But then you have the left side, which is chaos, which is a little bit liberal, which I think is essential too. Because how do you stop the right, the Republican side, the orderly side? How do you stop this from becoming a dictatorship because the left will constantly keep the right in check the left the, the liberal the democratic side the chaotic side uh they constantly keep them in check and, and they say why are you doing this why are you going this way uh why did you make this law why are you doing you know and and, it, and if things go too much too orderly and, and and they become a dictatorship protest happens and you know a whole craziness and, and I think it's important, you know, the but the problem is if you leave the left side to control everything, you know, it, it's it's destructive too. you. You look at a lot of people who are um, entrepreneurs, people who innovate the world. A lot of them have a whole bunch of ideas. A lot of creative people have a, so many ideas and 80 percent of those ideas fail until they find one. I mean, if you watch Shark Tank, a lot of these successful people that come out of there, a lot of these big multi-billionaires, uh, they'll tell you honestly. They, they say all the time on Shark Tank, and if you listen to other people's experience, they'll say, I went through you know, 40 different adventures before I finally found what was my niche, what, I, what was I good at, what was it that made me the multi-million dollar deal. And we see this. The, the the left side is very crazy, very chaotic. They 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 see something, boom, they jump to it and let's go off on a venture. And this is this is the the a little bit of the the liberal side, the artistic side. And sometimes you need that because you can't be uh, an entrepreneur, uh, a, a a a successful person. Unless somebody comes along and, and takes these risks and jumps at whatever it is that they feel or says, look at this, you know, Steve Jobs created, you know, one of the first smartphones, full touchscreen smartphones. He was one of the first ones to do it. And he was innovative, you know. So you kind of need this. You need that risk taker uh, in society, in our lives, in, uh, in this world. But the problem is those risk takers never really know how to completely manage everything. And that's sometimes uh, you need somebody else to kind of come in and put order into that. A lot of these people who are uh, the creative minds that comes come up with these beautiful concepts, these beautiful innovative technologies, a lot of them don't necessarily know how to run their money or put uh, construct around the businesses that they create. So then they have somebody come along because they're just a creative mind. And then somebody comes along and puts order to everything. Because you can run a business with 20, 30, 40 people, 100. And after that, after 500, it just gets so crazy. And unless somebody who has had the experience can put order to that chaos. you know. It, it, and it's interesting because uh, you need both of them. Just like the left side of the brain and the right side of the brain. It's important that you have the left and the right. The human body works with both left and right. So now you ask yourself, not now you probably think to yourself, what, what is it, uh, how is this a comparison of man and woman? Now, on every social culture, now this is a proven stat, okay? No matter where you look, ask 
if most women who are reasonable will will agree with this too on every social culture women are more negative it doesn't matter uh if you're going to the to finland it doesn't matter if you're going to south america north america russia africa australia asia i mean uh japan china it doesn't matter where you are looking women are more negative on every social culture men are more positive than women now you probably think to yourself you know negativity is a bad thing i don't want to be included with negativity and you know I don't think that negativity would be compared with order. I would compare more negativity with chaos. You know, it, you don't walk around and see yourself, you know, it, it, that things are orderly in life. If, you know, you're walking through the forest and, you know, uh, a grizzly bear shows up, you know, that's that's complete chaos because you weren't expecting this grizzly bear to just pop up out of nowhere and that's a bad thing you a grizzly chasing you down and you're about to get eaten by a grizzly for a snack that's negative so that's that's chaos so i would compare negativity with chaos and positivity with order uh so we see this and and why you know and and why is it important and this is what i what i hope to be able to convey to you uh because women because of their body because of how they were made how 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 what whatever you want to call it okay whether it be mother nature whether you call god whether you call uh, a superior race of aliens which is a dumb idea but we'll, we'll maybe we get into that some other day but whatever way you want to look at this women have their their menstrual cycle on a monthly basis and and during this time of the menstrual cycle they have peaks of estrogen and this estrogen creates mood swings and i don't think that every woman in the world would say when i get my menstrual cycle it's the greatest feelings ever no, I mean it, it's been seen in movies. Uh, it's it's been talked about in diaries and books, uh, probably other podcasts, where women will say the menstrual cycle comes and it's you know they're moody, they cry for every little thing, um, they're very sensitive to other negative emotions, and I, I wouldn't consider that a positive thing. I would consider that a negative thing. But you, you probably ask yourself, well, why? Why? And I think it's so important because a woman on a negative situation, you would say to yourself, how is negative negativity a bad thing? Now, a woman, when she has a baby, it's important that she's sensitive to negative emotions, right? Because uh, women, th- th- this is a good example for the whole negative emotions. A woman will sit there on a chair let's say uh you know in school or in an auditorium or in a library or at a restaurant with the boyfriend and then out of nowhere some other woman across the room you know raises her eyebrow at her and then she looks over at the boyfriend and she'll say why did that girl just do that did you see that she's got an attitude with me she's got problems why did she do that? Do you know her? And all these negative thoughts begin to run through the woman's mind while maybe the boyfriend goes, I don't know her. Chill out. Relax. And then it could be that that girl just happened to have a fly pass by her eye and her eyebrow got raised. And that's why all this happened. So you see, you know, this is uh, like a perfect example of, of this this type of mentality. So you say to yourself, why are women so sensitive to negative emotions and how is this a good thing? Well, when a woman has a child, a child, when when he's pooped, when he's gassy, when uh, he he's hungry, these cries are very different. And, I, and I've seen it from my mother to friends, to my family members, to my own wife. They a woman is is very keen to tell when this cry is because he's gassy because he got hurt because 
uh, he's hungry because his diaper needs to be changed. While a man just looks at it and goes, that's a cry. Let him cry it out. He'll be fine. He'll grow up. Uh, it's good for him. But a woman isn't in the same way. A woman hears that cry. And because she's so sensitive to those negative emotions, she can tell the difference between what that cry is for. And it's also a good thing because uh, a child also, a mother to a child, a mother needs to see the child for who he is today. And that's important. And, and usually the emotional person will live for today, which, which, like I said, is not a bad thing. A woman who's very sensitive to emotion sees that the child, let's say he's in fourth grade, is going through these difficult emotions where he says to himself, you know, maybe he's being bullied and he comes home just a little bit more sad than he's ever come home. And what happens? The mother picks up on these things and the mother goes, why? Why is he like this? And then she speaks with the husband and they have a conversation. Then they find out the child's being bullied. Usually it tends to be the mother that catches on onto these small things. Then you go a little bit farther out. You got uh, high school. And what begins to happen? You know, girls begin to get more sensitive to emotions. They cry over different things. And you don't want a father, you know, uh, kind of brooding his way through this scenario because the father looks over and he says, you know, ah, like, get over it. Shut up. Be quiet. You know, because men are naturally not as sensitive to these emotions as women are on, on, on a on a bigger scale. Let's say 80 percent. I'm not saying all men are like this because some men are very sensitive, too. But on on a bigger scale, women are more sensitive to these things. And what does a girl want at that moment when a boyfriend may break up with her, when she's going through a menstrual cycle, when things aren't going right and, and, and her eyebrows got done wrong or her hair color didn't come out right or she's about to take school pictures and things are hectic and she's crying and tearing up. The mom is very sensitive. The mom understands those emotions and she can sympathize with her. She can empathize with this with this daughter. And, and it's important you see how the mother um, how this negativity isn't a bad thing you know uh, I always say too even as I give you the example of liberal the liberal mentality the left mentality the democratic mentality in comparison with the woman too the woman also uh, will question man a lot you know because on, on on many social cultures the man tends to make the decisions and I'll explain why it's also uh, on, on many standards. It tends to be good that the, that that the there is one head of a household. Now you have the woman who will sit there and she pokes at the man and she says, "Why are you doing this? Why is this happening? Why are we doing this? Where are we going?" You know, and you you kind of see this story with Sarah and Abraham. You know, Abraham in the book of Genesis. In the Bible, the book of Genesis, Abraham comes along, God speaks to him, and hopefully sometimes, someday we'll get into this story a little bit deeper, but Abraham gets spoken to by God, and he says, leave your king's folk, leave your land, and come and follow me. So uh, he doesn't know where he's going. He just gets up and he just starts walking, you know, towards, towards where he feels that God's calling him. And then a few years go by, and then he sees that still up to this point, nothing is happening. So uh, eventually he ends up having his own child. And, and, uh, but the questioning kind of begins to happen from Sarah because, you know, she kind of enters into this mood and of, of kind of where are we going? What are we doing? You know, where's this child? What's going on? You know, and in a way you can kind of imagine that Abraham probably thought to himself, well, Am, am I going right or am I going wrong? And this is a little bit how the man and the woman work. You know, a, a lot of the times the man, the woman in, in her chaotic way of thinking, you know, she, she begins to, to poke man. She begins to say to him, why, why are we doing this? Why, where, wh why did you do this? You know, and, and it's important for man to question himself because man in, in his dictator mentality, because a lot of men kind of do want this. And, and this is why uh, they, they want to feel the man of the house. And this is why a lot of the times these jokes get made 
of man being the the man who wears the pants in the family and he's in control of everything and it becomes a little bit more orderly it becomes more dictatorship you know the words seem a little bit maybe a little bit too harsh but you know just to give you a little bit of an idea and and somebody needs to question this somebody needs to look at the man and, and and poke him and say why are you doing this and the man questions him questions himself and then he's left with two choices he looks at himself and he says you know what am i making the right decision am i going to the right place am i doing the right thing and if he's wrong if he's a humble and smart wise husband man father he says to himself wait a minute this is wrong in what i'm doing but if he sees that he's right in his questioning he looks at himself and he says i'm right i'm going in the right direction i'm going towards the right place i'm doing the right thing and this is so important that that this this chaos questions the order and and it's important because if you look over in the book of genesis it it begins the world starts off formless the world starts off without form it's just like this void it's just this just the cosmos in in no order and god comes into the beginning in the book of genesis and he puts order into the world and it's important that we see that out of chaos comes order it doesn't go backwards it doesn't go out of order comes chaos always remember that when things are chaotic and, and things are going to hell you say to yourself we need to put more order into this into the into our household into our situation uh i'm i'm having bad spending habits okay well let's order myself let's put myself in order let's begin to stop acting impulsively and let's begin to control my impulses Let, and let's put some construct let's put some boundaries and order comes out of chaos it doesn't go backwards so out of the woman's chaos order comes but i think nowadays we're living in a world where it's been so propaganda to say that women are are weak that women are uh so uh are what's the what's another word i'm looking for that they're they're considered negative and they're not considered positive that they're not considered people who are are important uh as far as the business that they don't meet the same standards as men and women are trying to enter into the playing field of men to show that they're just as good as men on their same playing field and i think this has become so destructive for women because woman is so unique is so good is so beautiful in her tender way and now uh women are starting to be uh, trying to become hard like strong tough like tougher than men let me prove to you that we're tougher than you that we're just as strong that we're and that's not that's not great you know it's funny how we don't like to fight the nature at all and if and if and if anybody comes to play against nature we 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 kill them i mean look at this global warming Uh, i mean if you're not recycling on the right can or canister i mean your neighbors oh look at that person oh my god you know it's and it becomes just this big destruction but humans we we destroy nature we go against our own nature you know and it's such a bad thing i believe um i think i think we were created so perfect to play a role each one of us you know you look at it from uh even from electric an electrical standpoint you know you think about it from the from the essence of physics you know you need negatives and positives you can't put two negatives and expect things to work that it'll flow continuously because one needs to pull and the other one needs to push you look at that symbol of yin and yang uh there's a little bit of order in every chaos and there's a little bit of chaos in every order this little black symbol where it's got two you know you look at it from every single standpoint you know even i've i I explained how you know in the book of genesis we we got confused you know we 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 made this this mistake like eve did where eve goes and she grabs this apple and she says if i can take away all the bad of my life 
and keep only the good because I'll have the knowledge of good and evil, then I'll get rid of all the evil and I won't have to suffer no more because suffering is bad, because negativity is bad, because this is bad. So let's get away from all the bad and keep all the good. So she decides to bite the apple and want to play God of her life. And this is this story. This is a little bit of that moral story for us to see that we take negativity like it's a bad thing. Women take negativity like it's a bad thing. Like for them to be chaos is bad. For them to be uh, negative is bad. You know, for them to be a woman, oh, like, you know, it, it, it's become so destructive in this way. And the woman was made so beautiful by herself, so perfect. And somehow in our world, it's becoming a competition where it's a woman needs to compete with the man. And, and it's, it's just so nuts to me how this is kind of begin to happen. And women women are are can create human beings that can change the world. They can form a child to change the world. But now we're living in a world where it's teaching the woman to compete with the man. To go against, I don't want to say her own nature, but I, I, I don't know. And in, in, in the book of Genesis, there's this very beautiful uh, concept. And uh, John Paul II, in Theology of the Body, speaks of this. You know, so for the Christians that might look at me and say, you know, this is wrong. You can't speak about this and you can't, you know, uh, a, a lot of a lot of uh, people have written about this, that you look in the book of Genesis and God creates man. Right. In the first chapter, he goes and he, he creates the world and then he creates humanity on the sixth day and then he stops and then he rests. And then you see that along comes the second day the second chapter and the second chapter reverberates this echo of creation again it speaks about it again and what happens god explains the creation of man again but in more detail he he explains that he sees that man was alone and what does he do? He says that he puts man into a deep sleep. And what he does is, is, and it's interesting because it says that he takes from the rib. And if 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 you take from the rib, the rib is kind of more like more or less like a halfway standpoint between uh, a human being. It's almost like like a metaphor saying that like he takes from the half and he splits. He splits this human being into two. And then it, it explains that then when they, be, when they get married, they leave their mother and they, their father and then they become one flesh. Like, they are re, like man and woman are reunited. And if you think about this, who better to be your partner in life than the half that was once split from you to now be rejoined with you again? The perfection of, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? for? Of creation, of procreation, where, where, where a male and a female together can become one body that can create another human life. One without the other, this world ceases to exist. This is crazy. If you think about it like this, the world stops existing if man and woman do not procreate. And, and, and it's funny how we're so caught up in if uh, that if this world ends, we need to get off. So if a comet hits the earth, we'll never will. We won't uh, we won't become extinct animals or extinct, extinct human beings, an extinct organism. And but yet. If, if you take away this and, and man is with man, it's like two positives are together. And woman is with woman, two negatives are together. 
we, we go against the very nature itself like this this perfect creation that was meant to be you have the left brain and the right brain together working in unison as one controlling the whole body uh you, you know if you look at many couples you know some of you maybe tend to be good with the business aspect and some of you tend to be good from the emotional standpoint and some of you tend to be good with uh you know maybe good money habits and then the other one tends to be good with organization and uh who knows what but you complement each other in a perfect way and and i i i never really fully 100% say that this is the greatest way to go about it but a lot of people say find somebody who is exactly like you and i think that's wrong i think that's that's so wrong you need to find somebody who can push you a little bit who can take out the better side of you that if you're so orderly in such a a, a constructed way of thinking Somebody who's a little bit more creative, a little bit more liberal left mentality. Somebody who can take you out of your element and show you a new world. And then if you're so create, crazy and, 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 and liberal and you're so free, you need somebody else who can put some order into your life. You know, sometimes you have these, these maybe a man or a woman who's like so free, so hippie, so crazy, but they live in, in a bus or they live in a room and it's a mess and it's crazy. And sometimes you need a man or a woman to come and put some order into your life that can, because to live in chaos, who, who I, I can't look at one person who will say that to live in chaos is a great thing. That complete chaos in my life is the greatest thing ever. Nobody thinks this. Nobody thinks that chaos is, is, is great. But, and, and nobody thinks that complete order, that to live in a box, in this square, perfect little box, is perfect too. That's complete wrong. You need a little bit of chaos in your life. That when things are becoming so orderly and you have this job, somebody to just come and stop you and say, stop there's more to this life than just this square box that you're living in and to just say call in a sick day let's go out and let's have fun but you can't be the person who every day is calling out sick and saying i'm gonna go have fun and woohoo it doesn't work like this because you lose your job you lose you do you you lose uh your house you 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 lose stability so you need a little bit of order in every chaos and you need a little bit of chaos in every order, both negative and positive, both woman and man. You need you need men. You need masculinity. And, and right now we're living in, in, in a world where masculinity is considered toxic. It's bad. It's bad for a man to be a man. It's bad for a man to just work out and 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 say this is what a man is. And sometimes it seems a little bit cliche, but sometimes you kind of need this. I, I I mean I'm I'm being I'm ex I exaggerated that a little bit, but. You know, I'm not saying that women can't work out. No, you know, uh, but my point is, is that, you know, you need a man. You need that man. You know, it's it's interesting because the man in, you know, now speaking it from the man standpoint, the man has testosterone and testosterone is very interesting because it actually it's a proven science from many different universities harvard has done this study i think yale has done the study i think stanford's uh, boston uh, university has done the study that if if a man this is very interesting if a man with low testosterone uh because there's some men who have prostate problems uh or or or, or prostate cancer or whatever it may be and or if they have some cancer in in let's say the the genital the genital area or right the genitalia I, I don't know what the word is you guys know what I'm talking about so um, if they have problems there and and if they used to think if I have this right I'm not sure but if you, they they lowered the testosterone levels it would help with uh, the the cancer the development of cancer that was happening in the body. But then they showed studies later on that that same testosterone 
would also cause uh um what's the word i'm looking for uh where they would lose their memory oh my god dementia you know uh they, they would have uh, memory problems. Uh, they couldn't think as well. Uh, the mental clarity was gone. And you see how uh, they now they've connected studies over the course of many years that testosterone for a man gives mental clarity. It helps with cognition. It gives you uh, the discernment to, to stay focused on one thing. Testosterone does this, and the man has way more testosterone than the woman does, and the woman has way more estrogen than the man does. Now, now, mind you, both man and woman, a man has both estrogen and testosterone, right? There's just a little bit of chaos in all that order. And then the woman has all this estrogen, but she also has testosterone. So there's a little bit of order in all that chaos. I mean, listen to this, like how, how philosophically, scientifically, biologically, it just all connects. You, you, you think about this and the man has this mental clarity. The man sees just right now. He, he, he sees one direction. He sees one thing. I mean, even if, if all the women who are listening and the men who are listening, if they have kids or whatever it may be, you know, a man takes care of something. I mean, I mean a man is focused. And, and if he hears, if there's crying in the background, he's so focused on one thing that he doesn't hear the crying of the kids. You know, he's like, ah, you know, it just, it, it just kind of gets blurred out because he gets so mentally focused on one thing. And sometimes it's good because you need the woman, let's say for a child, I had said the woman in her emotion lives for today. So the woman in her emotion can see the child for who he is today. But if you only see the child for who he is today and you feed him candy and you, you, you give him all this love and you, you treat him only and live for him, live with him only for today, you know what begins to happen? This child later on in the future becomes uh, um he, he grows up without character but a father a father which tends to discipline the child way more you know what begins to happen a father sees the child for who he's going to become tomorrow and he instills moral character within this child and he disciplines him for who he is tomorrow because he sees the potential within this child for tomorrow when you correct the child you see the child for who he's going to be tomorrow you're not correcting him today for today i mean there's some parents who are pissed off and they yell at them because they're getting under their ner- uh, under their skin and they're getting on their nerves and they, and they yell at the child but truly the goal and i think all of us as parents our goal is to correct the child for tomorrow so that he doesn't end up being hated in this world. And we see that the father sees the child for who he is going to become tomorrow. And and it's proven. You know, you look at uh, people who are born and they are fatherless. There are studies that show that a lot of these uh, people who have problems, who get into problems, who have uh, maybe not the greatest moral character. Their ethics aren't there. They're not truly virtuous people. People who are in jails. A lot of them are fatherless. A lot of them. I mean, and I'm not saying that if you are raised without a father, you're a bad human being. No, that's not what I'm saying. Because you can still be, sometimes that same thing can allow you to persevere and become a, a better human being. But a majority a great majority of people without fathers have less moral character, less ethical, virtuous ethics. I mean, it's on, on every standpoint, on a majority of basis, they, they don't have the same good moral character. And, and you see this. You need a perfect blend of both. You need somebody for, for a child. You need somebody to see him for who he is today and then somebody correct him for who he's going to become tomorrow because if nobody sees the child for who he is today and you're only correcting him for tomorrow this child is going to grow up depressed and that's the last thing you want because if he's depressed for tomorrow 
because you're always correcting him for tomorrow, then this child himself begins to grow in a depressive state. He feels overwhelmed. You know, it's interesting in the Bible it says, parents, he says, don't um, like overexert your children so they do not, so they do, they do not get depressed. It's always interesting. I always say the Bible uh, has so many interesting things. People look at the Bible and they say, ah, the heck with all this. You know, this is mumbo jumbo. But we're, we're, just, we're taking away things in our world that have created the very moral fabric of our society. And we say it doesn't work. And it, it, it's a bad thing. But a lot of the things that psychology, modern day psychology is saying today, you'd be surprised how much of it was already written in the Bible thousands of years ago. You know, Jordan B. Peterson, one of the leading clinical psychologists, I mean, he says a lot of things and it all matches up with the Bible. He's even did he he's an atheist that even did. Uh, I don't want to say atheist, maybe agnostic. I don't know what exactly the word is. I don't know because he doesn't really say whether he believes or doesn't believe. But even he has done biblical lectures. And, and he even came to admit to say to himself, maybe it wasn't the greatest thing that I pulled my children away from religion. So you see this. You see how, how uh, getting off topic, but uh, going back on topic, man and woman were made so perfect. So elegantly perfect just made to do this perfect dance with each other and now we're living in a world where we say you know be whatever do whatever act however and 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 sometimes it's not the greatest thing i believe because to live in a lie and i had spoken about this on the topic of truth to live in a lie is a very bad thing and if biologically you are in essence, you have a penis. This this is maybe a little bit bad, so so but but it's important that the scientific term gets used. And then a woman has is she's a woman with breast and a vagina. It is important that you are who you are biologically. We we, we don't go against nature in everything. You know, a, a parrot doesn't play the role of a female, right? A bird, let's say, or an animal. No, they play the role in which Mother Nature intended them to play that role. And uh, I, 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 as I had said in the last podcast, I think it's important. You cannot live a lie. You cannot walk around uh because if you do, you can build a lie upon a lie upon a lie upon a lie. And if you want to listen to more about that way of thinking, listen to the podcast on the topic of truth. You cannot build lie upon lie upon lie upon lie. Because then you can create your own world. And then if two different people are creating their own worlds, going in their own direction, they both think that they hold the truth. And then eventually when they when they they can start off on the same subject but because it started off on a lie they can both build in two parallel uh two different directions not parallel to each other they're going in complete opposite directions they go almost perpendicular toward toward to each other and you see this i don't think any of us believes that if you live if you live in a lie that the best possible outcome will come to for to fruition the best possible outcome will will come to existence in your life. I don't think any of us believe that. I think we all can agree that if you live in truth, your greatest chance for success will always uh, will come to fruition. And you see this. But we're living in a world where we say it's okay for you to live a lie. It's all right for you to live a lie. And I think this has become very destructive. And and we're okay with this. And if that becomes okay, then you can build upon everything behind that. So I think it's very important that 
that that man and woman were a perfect blend for each other. You have chaos and order, man and woman, left and right, negative and positive, Democrat, Republican, liberal, conservative. You need both. So hopefully this is giving you something to think about. Hopefully I was able to explain it in the way in which uh, I had it planned out in my head. Maybe it wasn't the greatest, but I hope I gave you food for thought. I hope I was able to plant a seed in your head that maybe can grow and you can expand upon these thoughts. Now, mind you, not everything that I say, I'm always like 100% sure I'm right about everything. I mean, from a, a foundational standpoint, I do believe I'm right because in my heart, it feels right. Like my conscience tells me that I'm right. But I believe that this podcast has grown to be so big because, uh, because honestly, maybe the way that I come about these things, it's, uh, it's very solid. And maybe you see some truth in it. So for that reason, uh, I do these podcasts. I, I, I don't try to convince people of my way of thinking. I think that God in his own way, in his own shape, his own form, he will convince humanity. He will convince you and have you a solid, a, a solid way of thinking because you believe it in your own heart. Because you experience something in your life that has left a memorable moment to say, this is the way that it is. So all I can do is give you my thoughts and, and, and put other people that have, uh, in some way, I like the experiences that they have gone through in life. And it'll, it'll be something that leaves you like concrete to say, this is truth. So, and like I said, I don't, I don't say that I hold every truth and I'm right about everything. I could be wrong about some of the things that I say, you know. But overall, the foundational standpoint, the groundwork of it, I do believe it's right. Maybe how I went about it was wrong, but, uh, and I think people listen to it and like it because they like how I'm able to process these things. And I think it's a gift that was given to me by God, to be honest with you. So, this is the end of the podcast. I hope you enjoyed everything. Subscribe if you like it. Uh, tell everybody. If you got made all the way to the podcast, that means that you. I must have kept your attention in some way, shape, or form. And you feel that this has maybe helped you out. This is giving you more, a little bit clarity towards situations in your life. We'll share this podcast. Tell somebody about it. Um, a lot of shout out to a lot of different places that I, I have seen on the podcast that I've um, I've seen that 98% of people have been listening to the podcast, um, and I'm happy about that. I'm happy that this, in some way, shape, or form, has begun to help you. A lot of people have told me that they've listened to it, and at the barbershop, some people um, tell me that they've 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 found themselves in certain scenarios with boyfriend, girlfriends that they actually broke up with because they saw that they were using them because one of the other podcasts that I had written about, I had talked about pornography. I've heard from, from many people telling me that they've stopped watching pornography or that they've looked at women in a completely different way because of that podcast. Um, other people who have begun to set goals in their life, time management, people who have begun to try to make decisions based on what they like for themselves, not what uh, propaganda has begun to tell them uh, on the difference between, uh, I mean, on on, um, on decision-making with Fernando and Leslie, uh, the topic of truth, a lot of people like that one too. They, 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 they begun to want to live in truth. Um, a few different podcasts. Now, I say all this and, and I don't portray myself as perfect. I don't say that I'm perfect and that I'm correct on everything that I do and I'm the best. No, um, this is just stuff that I know that it's right. And I myself try to practice it. 
I'm not the perfect person in the world. And I don't say that I, I live in truth all the time. I try my hardest to live in truth. I try my hardest to accept truth. Um, I, you know, I, I had explained that I had a difficulty with pornography when, when I was younger. Um, I, I also fell, you know, into, you know, making decisions based on what society liked, you know, to fit in with everybody else. Um, so these are all things, all these podcasts that I do, they're all things that I myself am trying to work on and I continue to try to work on. And I never believe that I'm perfect. I never believe that I'm, I'm good. And that's taken me a long time. And I, and I, and I hope that I can continue that way. Because the person who thinks that he's perfect will never aspire towards something greater, towards something better. But the person who believes that he's wrong, that he's bad, that one is constantly bettering himself. You know, the person who thinks he holds all intelligence, that's the fool. And the person who believes himself to be a fool and that doesn't hold all intelligence, that one becomes wise. So uh, all I can do is, is share this information. I believe that if this helped me, my hope is that I can help other people along the way. So subscribe, share the podcast. Shout out to Bangladesh, Turks and Caicos. There's a whole bunch of people listening out there. United States, obviously. You know, you have uh, all the coastline, which is big. You have New Jersey, a lot of listeners out there. Connecticut, Massachusetts, Rhode Island, California, Illinois, Montana, Texas, um a few different other places that if you're listening shout out to all those people thank you for listening thank you for sharing um also to different countries you have spain uh you know you have um portugal uh united kingdom you have south africa i've had people in egypt there's people in india there's people oh my gosh there's everywhere you know whoever's listening you know i'm obviously i hope you're listening you're listening to it in english and you understand english but shout out to you guys, um, I, I hope that you can continue to pass this on. There's always one thing that I like in the Bible that it says that he who holds this treasure and shares it gains a greater wealth. So, uh, and, and I do believe that. I do believe that the more that you speak about this treasure that you hold, the better you learn to articulate your words and the more you can further develop this thought process. This is why in the barbershop, a lot of times with clients, I'll actually speak to them about these topics before I put it on the podcast and they'll ask them and, and, and they'll ask me questions. And then if I don't have the right answer, I'm not one of those people that looks over and says, you know, oh, and, and I make up some mumbo jumbo to just to try to be right. If I don't have the right answer, I go, let me think about that and then I'll get back to you. And then, you know, it, it maybe in their head, they think I won the battle. Ha, I got him to shut up. But I rather go back, think about it, and further develop the thought. And sometimes when you speak, in speaking, you're able to further develop these thoughts because it doesn't stay compacted in your brain. And you can visualize what it is that you're speaking about. You know, when you speak it out loud, you can sort of visualize it. So uh, I'm able to, to, to further develop this in the barbershop. So... Uh, but yeah, so once again, shout out to Ford. Um, check out Ford. Great cars, great company. Um, they, they're giving so many incentives, especially with this whole COVID-19. They're taking care of you in so many ways. Check it out. Um, I don't know when exactly this ends, but they're, they're doing three deferred payments. They're also doing, uh, they're taking care of three payments. If you get the loan through Ford, um the sales are amazing right now if you go to whaling city ford and you tell them you know juan sent me uh they're definitely going to give you a great deal so um check them out shout out to uh all the people at ford in in especially in london in uh whaling city uh i have two cars i don't like to be the one and and this is why i haven't done ads where i'm putting out just ad after ad after ad after ad because I like to tell you that if I'm doing it, if I'm telling you about it, it's because I myself have it. I have two Ford cards. So I have Ford Transit, uh, 2019 Ford Transit 350 XLT. And then I also have a Ford Ranger. So I have two Ford cars 
So I, I myself like Ford. I don't like those, you know, sometimes I used to judge myself. So I'm, I'm thinking if I did it, a lot of people have maybe done it. Um, maybe not so because I'm, I'm a little bit worse than most people. But you listen to people when they're advertising at dealerships on the radio station and they have themselves have never bought a car there. And, you know, so I like to sell you something which I think the product itself is good. So if I myself haven't tried it, maybe that's why I haven't paid attention to the offers of your ad. Maybe I've kind of shoot it off because I myself don't do it and I don't agree with it. Or maybe I don't want to sell you on something that I myself I'm not 100% convinced about and I don't know the ins and outs of everything. So for that reason, uh, that's maybe why. So shout out to Ford. Check them out. Uh, Hopefully you enjoyed everything. Subscribe and share the podcast. So until next time.